Hello and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I'm Chris. Hey, yo, what up? I drew, drew a blank for a second. I'm Nathaniel. Because you said something about the episode numbers. We're on episode 63. <laughs> We're on episode 63. <laughs> Maybe. It is. Maybe. It's definitely episode 63. It could be 64. No, that's next week. I'm a step ahead. Yeah. By a week. What happens if this one messes up and we don't know it's until I'm gone? So we skip this episode this week and then next <laughs> then week. Then there won't be an episode next week. <laughs> no, there will be an episode. Oh, you're just going to go ahead and post that <laughs> yeah. one? So that would make that one 63. Yes. And then whatever we do next, 64. So, you, haha. But it is recording properly. Now you're going to make mm. me double check it. Yep, yep. How do we say It's that? like the whole thing where, like, you walk away from the car and someone's like, you know, you lock the door and someone's like, did you lock the door? And you're like, yeah, fuck. And I got to go check it. Yeah. See, that's why I like fobs. You just go beep, beep. Yep, it locked. We have one for one of the work trucks now. You guys got a fob for a work truck? You got a new <laughs> work truck? Yes. Oh, my God. A little, like, four-cylinder. <laughs> it's a tiny little truck. I, like, could barely pull the fucking trailers. Yeah? What's that yeah. like? Oh, I got in trouble Monday. What'd you do? Got a gator stuck. How'd you do that? You know that washout behind Domino's? Like yes. Lake yep. Domino's? Yep. <laughs> There's this pothole that's basically a fucking lake. Lake Domino's, I should start calling it now. Lake Domino's. Well, so I came up heading towards Domino's, mm -hmm. towards Walgreens, and we were picking. So I came up, and I went up through the grass behind the telephone pole, crossed the alley, yep. came down to go up onto the grass to go up towards Walgreens. Yep. Well, I didn't turn sharp enough, so I oh. caught the edge, and the wheel slipped off because there's no water there now. It's about a foot drop. <laughs> and since the gator's <laughs> got a flat bottom, it just... Stuck there, and like three of the wheels weren't touching, and three were in the mud. Nice. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. Eh. Boss came up. I guess she wasn't mad about it, but she tends to. Oh, I'm not mad at you. Then writes you up the next. No, day. no, no. She's been pretty cool lately. About oh, okay. Well, but she tends to. She still does the thing where she speaks before she thinks. Oh yeah. So she's like, "You got stuck twice before. In five years, that's pretty good." You've gotten stuck twice before. But then right afterwards, she calmed down. You know, she wasn't yeah. mad mad. Is this real hair? Mine. Why do you think I'm bald now? I sold my hair for paintbrushes. <laughs> There's a paintbrush on the table. And I was I was like, oh, that's an interesting paintbrush. And so I was messing with it. Yeah, and it feels real like hair. real hair. It is. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised you actually bought real hair paintbrushes. Because I'm bald? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I, they're a little yeah. more expensive. For, no, usually. for certain things, I get the nylon. Yeah. And for ones when I want, like, to... Um, Horse hair, I would assume. When I want to do detailed things where I don't want the goddamn brush yeah. strokes to show. Yes. I got the real hair. Okay. Because I was feeling, I was like, this does not feel like nylon. It feels like real hair. Yeah, no. No, when I'm putting on, like, you know, normal coats and shit, or I'm painting on a canvas, I use yeah. the nylon. Okay. But for shit, because nylon leaves the fucking little streaks from the brushes. I know. It's so hard not to leave. You, I mean, if you do a very feather touch, you can What do you it, do is you do two light coats. That's what I do. That seems to work. Um, if you water it down and, like, not to where it's, like, completely opaque, but, like, pretty thin, uh, you'll do one I... coat, and then you'll do another coat a few minutes later once it's dried. Learned a couple techniques to get rid of printing lines now since we both have printers. I don't know if your printer leaves lines because no. you got resin. Yeah. No. I mean, if you if I increase the uh, diameter, it would, but they're on 0 0.5 millimeters right now. Yeah, if I do 0. If I 6, increased it, I could But my lines. printing method, it leaves lines anyway. But at 0. Yeah. 0, 0, 0. 0.06, you 
It's hard to see. Yeah. yeah. But there's two techniques I found to get rid of them. What's that? One is you buy resin and you thin it with alcohol. Yes. And you paint it over the model. Uh, you don't even have to thin it. Well, they recommend thinning it so it brushes on smooth and fills in all the gaps. Yeah. Then another technique someone else uses is they, uh, they get a clear you still coat. Need a, you need a UV light, by the way, for that. Yeah. Or put it out in the sun. Well, the other one they use is... um. Well, no, this is like the resin molds you pour them and they cure on their own. Oh, I thought, because like the actual resin I use no, for no, a resin not, printer. Not resin you need to cure. Okay. But you can makes, do that. That makes more sense. A lot of people will use the resin from a resin printer and like whenever they need to cover uh, marks or like uh, sometimes you do prints in multiple segments and when you put... Pad. Yeah, well, I got the putty for that. Yeah, when you when you Which glue it together, there's is it green stuff? No, it's white, but I got really good putty and I smeared it in the crack. Yeah, and then it hardens. Like green stuff? Yeah, but then like a day later, I'll go to sand it and it's like just kind of That's weird. Falls try, out. try green stuff. That's what I hear a lot of people use. It's called green stuff. Okay. Um, it's um, like a putty that you mold and then it hardens. Yeah, that's what this is. That is something I'm letting it harden long enough. Maybe. The other it, method is a, a clear coat and you spray the model with the clear coat followed like instantly by the spray paint. You want to color it. Huh. And they kind of blend together. Right. And fill in the gaps. Hey guys, welcome to our three um, D modeling, three D modeling, 3D printing talk podcast, uh, where we talk about podcasts and pod, not podcast, three D printing and 3D not to get a three D printer because you spend more time fighting with it. Yep. If you ever want a three D printer, unless you can get a three thousand dollar model, then you're good to go. Yeah, you still got to adjust it. Nah, they auto bed level now. That's true. <laughs> if Mine you want, just if drives you want. me nuts because it's like. You print, it's perfect. You go to print again, it's fucking off again. Yeah. Like, I didn't fucking do anything. Me and Chris have been going on like really long 3D printing tangents. We're like, and we've been like, because we've been heavily into it, but we're in two different parts of the 3D printing industry because yeah. he has a, what are they called? FTLs or FDLs? Yeah, something, something like that. They're filaments, yeah. which is like a spool of Mine like prints a, by like layers plastic. upwards and yours prints with a resin upside down. Yep. <laughs> and then I use a 3D, uh, which honestly, resin 3D printer. When you speed it up, it looks like fucking magic is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just pulling something out of liquid like it's magic. I love my 3D printer. Fucking printers. sword from the lake. <laughs> <laughs> resin 3D printers are so cool. I love them. Um, God, they're annoying, though. And, and both, you can't touch the resin because it's caustic to you. It's not good. And they're better for different things. Yes. Mine's better for smaller, like, yeah. things. And like, mine can do, like, large pieces. Five, four or five different filament types. Yeah. And well, I, them, there's different uh, One resin. of them you can't use indoors because the fumes are toxic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I can switch out resins. There's, like, a bunch of different kind of resins. You know what I found out? plastic and rubber, rubber plastic. What's up? I found out that the filament I use, uh-huh. the PLA yeah. Plus, yeah. it's actually mixed with the, the bad one. The, the toxic one? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's cool. I, I've been wondering why you've been kind of acting kind of funny. Why lately. one eye just kind of drifts towards the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's like a minute, it doesn't matter basically. It's not really toxic. Basically, if you can smell the plastic, you're in trouble. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. My favorite. But that, that other shit, the I think it's like BLE or BLE, BEL or something. I don't remember. I don't mm-hmm. need it. So, But that's a shit you can print stuff for like car parts and shit. They it's go r- on the engine. It's really industrial. Yeah. Yep. The other one I need is the PETG. I think that's the one for printing. The next. stands up the UV and weather. Yeah. The next batch of resin I buy will be a plant-based one because I've read a lot of really good things about the plant-based one. Um, I fucking have filament that's 
got like I think it's plant based, but it's also got like wood in it. Oh, weird. That's the one I was fucking. It's, I got yeah. almost a whole spool left because I refuse to fucking use it. I can't use it, so it's a nightmare. Um, but the plant based one, uh, I, I've read like it's it's pretty sturdy, but it's also flexible, so like a little more rubbery. I'm like that's perfect because I print a lot of little things and I snap like, um, s- like they'll have staves and uh, swords will snap pretty easily because they're tiny and it's like. Uh, I'm trying to transport it, and every time I get to the place, I'm like, cool, it's broken off. Well, super glue away, <laughs> or plastic cement, whichever one I have at the time. Well, you you remember when I had, I showed you all the fucked up gray ones I printed? Yes. But they felt different? Yep. Felt, it was hard, but it felt soft? Yeah. That was the... Plant-based one? Yeah, I believe it's plant-based. Yep. So, I'm going to give that one a shot. So, I'm never buying that film again. Okay. I'll let you know how my plant-based resin goes. You just start making your own. I don't know if I could find a rubber tree and just start smacking yep, it with a fucking exactly. rock. Exactly. Yep. That's how the cavemen used to get their resin for their 3D printers. <laughs> just look through history and find out their formula. 3D printers actually have been around a lot longer the than 80s. people think. Yeah. I think even before no, that. The first one was, was developed in the 80s. I, I thought the patent patented. was first in like the 70s. The no, patent. I think it was like 83 or 88. You might be right. But it's been around for a lot just longer. Now than it's affordable. Uh, not just not just home. affordable. It's easier to do so. So. Okay. So. Anyways, Chris, what do you got for me today? Oh, I thought we were doing your crap story first. We can do my crab story first. <laughs> I mean, I do like chitinous creatures. <laughs> Yours is shorter, right? Oh. Uh, so yeah, this is gonna be a mix because he's got like a cryptid and I've got like a murder. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So just a, like the good old days. So like, no, usually we had themes. This one's just fucking all over That's, the place. No, not necessarily. I'm pretty sure if we go back far enough, we have very contradicting themes. I was sitting there the other day trying to think of what to do, and I'm like, what about this? Did I do that one already? The, the, see, the thing is, we're getting to the point where we will be accidentally, like, we have to now do t- a fucking spreadsheet. That's a good idea. And put I mean, all the shit we've done on I it. still have... Um, I have all mine in Google yeah. Docs. Yeah, online I, I have a get doc. all the names and put them in there. Um, but because uh, because I was talking about the lightning story, I was thinking about doing the lightning story. And I'm like, did I do a lightning story yet? The guy who got hit by lightning three times. Oh, we did. We I, didn't, I we think did we talked about, it. about it. We talked about it. I don't but think, I don't think I we actually it. did yeah. the story. Exactly. That's why I was thinking about doing that this week. But we because we've done more than sixty three stories. We've done like. Probably close we had to bonus 100. episodes. We had ones with multiple parts that were bonus episodes. I think it's probably around like 70 or 80 ep- uh, stories we've done. Because we also have done multi episodes on one story. Yeah, but that would lower the number. That's what I'm saying. That's why we've only done about probably, 80. I'd say this is probably about accurate. It's like 63. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you talk, you add in all the bonus episodes and you subtract the multi part ones. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't done too many multi-part ones. We did the one that chased away all of our fans. <laughs> you mean at the very beginning? Yes. Yes, you're right. Like, what, Fifteen fucking parts, and that was like six. I'm I think. trying to see if we've done contradicting stories going through our podcast. Um, <laughs> what? Sirens and mermaids in nice comments. Oh my. Yeah, because I said something. You're like, that's the first time you've commented me. Or oh, you're right. <laughs> so um, I added it to the... I paint my light. I'm positive we've done stories that are contradictory to one another. Well, not contradictory, but like very different. Oh, different in yeah, yeah, one yeah. episode? Yeah. Not I'm, usually. We try to theme them. I could have sworn we, we used to do it that way. 
There's a lot of one about little kids and toy stores, and you do one about genocide. <laughs> you mean the opposite. You always cover the dark things. I'm like, hey, did you ever hear about this spooky thing? I just talk about what I know. <laughs> uh, conspiracy theories, Monster of Florence, Texarkana Moonlight Murders. I was telling my girlfriend the pickle story today. The pickle story? It's just way off topic, but I think I told you when I was like... Look! The ghost of Bellamy Bridge and Jeff the Talking Mongoose. There we go. That's pretty different. That yeah. was a few. That's still in the supernatural it was. realm. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for Ed at uh, 24-hour McDonald's. Uh-huh. And it was like close to 3 in the morning. And I either had my head shaved or my mohawk at the time. And I was sitting there with my bomber jacket on and the patches and shit. You know, I had my wallet chain, all that shit. Yeah. I went up. I ordered my food. Typical skinhead stuff. I walked. <laughs> I'm skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, no. Skinhead is okay. It's yeah. the. Go on. I forget what the other ones are called. There's two different the skulls. Aryan? Oh, the skulls, yeah. Skulls, or, or I think the other one's called like the razors or something. Something like that. Skinheads are fine. Racist. Skinheads were first introduced in the UK. Yes. A lot and of actually. The first like... skinhead was a black reggae singer. Yep. And they shaved their heads because they worked on the docks. Yep. Hence the name. Yeah. Anyways. But, uh, so. I'm sitting in the McDonald's. Yeah, go and, ahead. Like I walked away from the counter, I went to the back corner, I sat down. It was like only me in there. Mm-hmm. I open up my burger and there's pickles on. We've, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but we have discussed this. And I'm like, fucking pickles! So I took each pickle. There was four, and I threw them one at a time on the wall across from me. <laughs> one of the people that worked there walked around the corner and saw me do it. Then he looked away quick and walked back around the corner and didn't say a word. <laughs> then Ed came in and he's like, saw the pickles. He's like. Just started laughing because he knew I fucking threw him on the wall. <laughs> we sat there until I finished eating and left. They were just four pickles stuck to the wall with ketchup. And they still stick there to this very day. To this day. Fossilized into the... We've washed them off and they just keep coming back. <laughs> Ghost Some pickles! Some fucking asshole punk kid was in here one night. <laughs> well, now that we've gone off on that tangent, what will you be covering today? A hotel room. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> this, is, this is actually a weird thing about this hotel room. Is this is this hotel room where that movie was based off of? No. No? Okay. Stephen, Stephen King's movie? I think so. That was, was it 406, some shit like that? was like Silent Hill. Yeah. <laughs> the room? Basically. I did not hit her. <laughs> I did not. That's something completely different. It's the room. Okay, so I'm doing room 1046. Yeah. It's just a nice room. Yeah. I recommend staying there. So it's at the hotel of... They put little mints on your pillow. Yeah. It's at the President Hotel. The President Hotel? Yes. My favorite. Okay, so the story starts on a well-dressed man <laughs> by the name of Ronald T. Owen uh-huh. checked into the President Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri. On January 2nd, 1935. Nothing good happens in Missouri. <laughs> Fucking Missouri. Ronald specifically... I, thought, I looked at my page and I was like, wait, does my story also take place in Missouri? No, it's Minnesota. <laughs> Ronald specifically asked for a room several floors up and an interior room. He also had no bags with him. 
The hotel, the hotel staff assumed he was a boxer or a pro wrestler because he had cauliflower ear and there was a scar above his ear. Hmm. So they assumed he was like... Or a witch hunter. Yes. One of and them. they uh, thought he's, he might be in his 20s. Ronald paid for one night in a bellboy, Randolph. Yeah. I think the name went in here wrong. No. That was Probst. It says Popst on here. I think it's Probst. Led him to his room. Although there's a celebrity with that last name, so I might be mixing Probst? Him up. Yeah. Maybe. Um, he led him to his room, which, as he requested, was on the inside looking out over the courtyard as opposed to looking out onto the streets. Ronald made a comment about having stayed in another hotel the night before and that it was too expensive. Uh, yes. At around $5 a night. Ah, uh, yes. Which is the equivalent of like 100 bucks today. What? Yeah. When, what year was this? 30s. Okay, that makes sense. This is during the recession. Or um, depression. Sorry. Depression. Yeah. Uh, when he showed... I'm still there! <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly in the depression. Okay, so when he showed him Sorry. into his room, <laughs> Ronald began to unpack his overcoat. Ah. A toothbrush, a comb, and a brush. Hey. And he put him in the bathroom by the sink. After that brief bit of unpacking, the bellboy and Ronald left the room, locked it up from the outside, because these doors could only be locked from the outside. How does that make sense? Why would you fucking stay in a hotel room? You couldn't lock the door. There from was the no inside. even like those like safety chains that they have. In, I like, don't know. It New just York says apartments. later on in the story. It says it can only be locked from the outside. Why would you ever want that? Exactly. So anybody can come in your room all night long unless yeah. you have the bellboy lock you in for the night. Stools or or chairs. You just put the yeah. Chair you put a chair in front of the door and, and you get the old in. boxing stance and wait. Yeah, just wait. See who fucks her out and finds out. People could totally see that boxing stance too. Yeah. Just Google 1930s boxer. <laughs> Just think of an Irishman boxing. There you go. Boxing. Hey. Tell that's me I'm exactly wrong. what I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. So anyway, uh, the, they went to the library together and they saw Ronald leave the hotel. Later in the afternoon, a maid went into Ronald's room, room 1046. How? And was surprised to see Ronald sitting there <laughs> oh. since they had seen him leave but not return. She promptly apologized, but good old Ronnie said no worries. And that she could go about, you know, her Cleaning. job. Yeah. She noticed that he had the shades drawn tight and only a dim lamp on, so the room was basically... Oh my dark. god, he is a witch hunter. <laughs> He's a vampire hunter, too. And basically every time anyone entered the room after this, it was like this. It was always dark. She told the police that, quote, he was either worried about something or afraid. That's what she thought, by the way, he was... Had the, you know, everything shut. Fucking vampires. And didn't want to be overlooking the roads. Yeah. Um, shortly after she started cleaning, he grabbed his overcoat and he went to leave the room, asking the maid not to lock the door as he was expecting some friends shortly. She finished cleaning, left the room, left the door unlocked as he requested. Later on, around 4 p.m., she returned to Ronald's room with some fresh towels. The room was dark and with the hall light leaking in, she saw that Ronald was laying on his bed asleep, fully dressed, with a note on a nightstand, and the light lit it up enough she could read it. And it said, Don, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait. That's all. What? That's the whole story. Just really fucking... That's it. Yeah. Here you go. And that's the end of it. <laughs> on January 3rd, at around 10.30 a.m., the same maid returned to the room. She's a busy maid. Well, it said how she actually had a day before off, but then she took on an afternoon shift. Oh. So this would be like an actual work day, I guess. 
So the same maid returned to the room and the door was locked. She assumed Ronald was out since the room could only be locked from the outside. The rum. The rum. Um, that yes. just baffles me. Yeah, that's weird. How can it only be locked on the outside? Why would it only lock on the outside? It's like... Aren't most locks, like, multi-directional? Like, can't you well, lock it from both sides? Well, the inside usually has a little thing you can twist. Yeah. This before, they, before they were invented. I don't even think that's true, <laughs> because you can still do it with the key, I'm pretty sure. You had to you had to pay extra for the plank of wood to slide through the fucking <laughs> That's still so fucking bad. Why would you ever want to pay for something... Like, oh, I'm going to sleep. How do you... S- I wouldn't even be able to fucking sleep knowing somebody could be just walking. I mean, I don't sleep much anyway, but... In that four hours, that, that someone make, could sneak in and make kill sense. me. Because either A, you can only ever lock your door when you're inside your house, or B, you can only No, you ever- can only lock your door when you leave your house. That's what I'm saying, like, because you can always flip doors around. Like, you can put the lock on the other side. You don't put a door on backwards. No. Fuck you. I'll put it however I want. But my point is, is like, that's what I was thinking. Why isn't the door now the other way around? So I don't know. It can be open when there's no guests. I don't. And know. And then locked by the guest. It just makes no. But then the, I, I, anyway, then you, what you do if it did that? If it only locks up from the inside, but not from but, the outside, you lock it and then kill yourself. But wait, there's more. But wait, <laughs> there's more. So anyway, door was locked. It could only be locked from the outside. So she unlocked the door and let herself in and saw Ronald sitting there. Sitting. Yes. Huh. Locked in his room. Huh. So he's sitting in the dark in the same spot as the afternoon before. The phone rang as she entered, and Ronald answered the phone. She overheard him saying, in quote, No, Don, I don't want to eat. I am not hungry. I just had breakfast. No, I am not hungry. Then he hung up. I thought he was Don. No, he's Ronald. Sorry. I'm getting Ronald McDonald in my head, that's why. He continued holding the phone as she went about her job. Ronald began talking with her as she worked, asking about her job, uh, the hotel, asking if she was responsible for the entire floor, if it was like a residential hotel, I believe he was asking, stuff like that. Uh. Um, later on that day, she came back, just like... Yeah? You okay? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I skipped the part. She came back with fresh towels around 4 p.m. Like she had the day before when yep. she the first time she came was with fresh towels. This time though, she heard people talking in the room, so she knocked and a deep voice asked who it was. She mentioned that she housekeeping that it didn't sound like Ronald, but she answered, um, you know who it was, and she brought fresh towels. And the deeper voice replied that they didn't need any towels, but she knew there weren't any in there because she had taken them out earlier right. for cleaning. A few hours later, a woman at this lady really doesn't have any importance. She Fuck came her. to stay at the hotel as well. I even wrote here she really she was really have... only important because she mentions to the police later that night that she heard men and women talking loudly and swearing from her room in the direction of Ronald. Partying it up in that room. So it may have come from his room, but there was also a party going on which uh, an elevator attendant mentions that the sounds were actually coming from a party from room 1055. Not quite the room that we're discussing. Yes. But it was brought up as maybe there was people in there arguing. Right, right, right. And okay. The police said, talking to the elevator attendant, they believed it was actually the party. Um, there was a random incident that happened outside the hotel at around 11 p.m. that could say that Ronald wasn't even in their hotel that night. Okay. 
A man by the name of Robert Lane said he was driving when a strange man came running out in front of his car, flagging him down. He had thought that he was a taxi driver. When he turned out not to be, the man asked if he could possibly take him to a place where he could hail a cab. Lane noted that he did take him. He noted from, he could see in the rearview mirror that he uh, had a, looked like he'd been in a fight. He had a deep scratch on one arm and he was cupping part of his arm, thinking he thought maybe there was a deeper cut. He was holding the blood. Right. Back. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind taking me to where I could hail a cab? Yes. Not a hospital, just a cab. Later on, after viewing Ronald's remains, he oh. noted the same scratch and said it was the same man. But the police basically said it wasn't the same man. No, you <laughs> stupid fool. They, it's not him. There's, no, there's another weird one like that. Okay. On January 4th... Some weird cops. A switch... <laughs> they're bobbies. <laughs> this isn't in the UK. I know. This I know. <laughs> On January 4th, that's how I'm picturing all this, though, with the fighting stance and like, they're running around with the big hats. Makes it, yeah, yeah. Only little billy clubs. On January 4th, a switchboard operator from the hotel went to make a requested wake-up call to Ronald's room. She noticed that... She noticed a light was on indicating that the phone was off the hook. So the bellboy who initially led Ronald to his room went up to ask him to place the phone back on the hook. Hey, dumbass. So since he was there, he figured I'll knock on the door for his wake-up call. I'm going to wake him up. Yep. So he knocked on the door. There was a... Well... First, it was a do not disturb sign hanging on the door. He's he fucking. knocked a few times, and a voice told him to come in. But as he tried to, he found the door was locked. But, uh, but, 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 I don't fucking understand this what? door locking shit. It's locked from the outside. Then unlock it. He's, He's the one who... He doesn't have the key. That comes up. He doesn't have the key. That's right. <laughs> anyway, the man says to come in, and he tried but he found out the door was locked oh no it's locked sir i'll be right back so he knocked again and the voice asked him to turn on the light which he couldn't because he He wasn't able to get inside why did he keep knocking wait 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 wait. why did he keep knocking if the door was locked he knocked the guy said something yeah he said come on in yeah i think he knocked again maybe to get his attention like to say look i can't fucking get through this door but why though how's the other guy supposed to help I don't know. Yeah, see, that's he what I'm saying. He can't unlock it. Why is he knocking again? We're like, oh, it's locked, sir. Well, Can he's you getting please? his attention. Oh, wait. Because he's got to tell him to hang up the phone. He advised Ronald to hang up the phone, and then he left. He went back to the lobby. He told the switchboard operator that he believed Ronald was drunk and to try and wake another wake-up call in another hour, at which time the phone was still off the hook. This time, another bellboy, Harold Pike, was sent up. The Do Not Disturb sign was still there. The door was still locked. Pike brought a key Oh, let himself in the room. Hey, that's he saw cool. Ronald laying in bed in the dark, naked. He's he sleeping. assumed he was still drunk or passed out drunk. The light from the hallway lit the room enough that he noticed some dark spots on the bed. He pissed himself. Um, he noticed that the nightstand was knocked over, so he righted the nightstand, put the phone back on it, put the phone back on the hook, and left. <laughs> At around 10.30 a.m., it was noticed that the light was yet again on for the phone being off the hook. Okay. The first bellboy, the one who initially brought him to the room, the one who went up the first time, uh-huh. went back up. The Do Not Disturb sign was still there. He had a key with him this time. He knocked and got no response. The door's locked again. So he unlocks the door. Why was it locked? It, 
bellboy who left locked it again. Well, why would he lock it I again? I don't fucking know. It's How is he supposed ass. to get out? This isn't a, this is like H.H. Holmes Hotel. Uh, we just lock you in your room. It's rooms. weirder than H.H. <laughs> Holmes because there's a lot of stuff happening that's like, wait, what? It's very questionable. So this time he unlocked the door. As he opened the door, he saw Ronald a few feet from the door on the floor. He turned on the light. It autocorrected to law. Turned on the law. And he could see more clearly that Ronald was on his hands and knees with blood on his head and that there was blood on the walls and bed as well as the walls in the bathroom. He ran to the lobby to get help. Him and the assistant manager returned to the room quickly, but this time they couldn't open the door. Ronald had fallen and was blocking the door. But, oh, no. They could only get it open a couple inches. Eventually, Ronald was able to get up so they could come in. He went and sat on the edge of the, bat, the bathtub, and the manager called the police. When they, the police came because of the injuries, they brought a doctor with them. At this point, they noticed more about Ronald. Oh, he was bound with a cord around his neck, wrists, uh-huh. and ankles. Nice. There was bruising on his neck as if he, someone had tried to strangle him. He'd been stabbed around four times in the upper chest, and one of the stabs actually punctured above his heart, but one punctured his lung. He also had blows to the right side of his head that fractured his skull. They noticed that the ceiling also had blood splatter on it. And if I remember correctly, when there's blood splatter on the ceiling, it's usually like a weapon being swung. Up, yeah. Yeah. Or or hit and then swung back back, up to go hit hit again. again, Which throws up at the ceiling. The doctor cut the cords from Ronald's wrists and asked him who had done this to him. And Ronald said, nobody. It was me. So, of course, he asked how he got this badly injured, and Ronald told him he had fallen and hit his head on the tub. So the doctor (laughs) seeing the cords is like, okay, did you try killing yourself? Maybe the cords had snapped and fell. And he said, no. It just happened. Then he lost consciousness and was rushed to the hospital where he falls into a coma and dies. Wow. Just after midnight on January 5th. Now, (laughs) fucking weird shit. Was it you? Did you text me like, yeah, the... the, uh, the dude, like, had a bunch of injuries, but he said you just fell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah, you did tell me about this part. The police began to investigate the murder. There wasn't much to go on because... No, it wasn't a murder. He said nobody did it to him. Well, there wasn't much to go on, but they also... They took note of the few things they found. The cord. Um, they believed his name was an alias. They found, like, uh, an unsmoked cigarette, some fingerprints that were small, so they assumed they were females. They did check. They didn't match Ronald. A child killed Or them. anyone that worked at the hotel. They also noted stuff that didn't exist. Like, there was no knife in the room. But he had four yep. stab wounds to yep. his chest. So, therefore, he couldn't have tried killing himself. <laughs> Go on. There's more to this story. There is. And I'm, like, very curious to see So, now he's... they know there was definitely foul play. There were some different leads about a man who looked like Ronald because they didn't know who he was. Evil twin. He was an alias. <laughs> but they never panned out. One instance, for example, this is the one I was telling you about. Oh. One instance, for example, was when a man identified the body of that of his cousin. But when his sister viewed the body, she said it wasn't their cousin because he had died five years earlier. <laughs> but they did look alike. I fucking hate the 30s so much. That's my cousin. Then the sister comes in. No, he's been buried for five years. He does look like him, but, you know. It can't be. Or or the guy was like, hey, that's the dude I picked up. And the police were like, no, it wasn't. I was like, wait, what? Why did you ask me to come check And the doctor was like, do some cocaine. Here, this will clear up your brain fog. Do some cocaine. (laughs) 
So they, they went and they checked the hotel that he had complained about. Yep. Before he stayed at the President Hotel. And there was no record of a Ronald, but they did have a record of a, na- a man by the name of Eugene K. Scott who resembled Ronald. So again, it's an alias. You know. What kind of, if I'm going by an alias, I'm not naming myself Eugene. Shortly after this, a couple more homicides happened in the city, so the police were drawn away from the case. Have we done the Black Dahlia case? No, I was thinking about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it might be an interesting one to do. I was thinking about it, like, that's such a huge one. It is such a big case. Um, on March 3rd, because that's one of the ones I was looking at before I grabbed this one. Yeah. On March 3rd, the case popped back into newspapers when Ronald... It gets weird again. I, it, it hasn't How happened. does it get weird? <laughs> at this point, we have... We, a, a man somehow, in a beats locked room... Beats himself to death in a locked room. Beats himself to death. And then gets locked back in his room at some point. He gets in his room, but then he's locked in his room. He can't he lock had, it from the inside. He had multiple fractures to his head. He had a cord tied around his neck and had his hands bound. He was stabbed multiple times, but no, he just fell. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta... We're going to take a break. Okay. <laughs> I was checking to see how much you had. So we... Anyways, we'll get back to the We'll weird. get back to the uh, madness. Shortly. Bitch-ass clap, the first one. I know. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I, we cl- I clapped, the, obviously, the note parts in the recording, but, like, it was a really weak clap. All right. So, where did I leave off? I think the you were like, and then it gets really weird. And, and I was like, what do you mean okay, it yes. gets really weird? So, <laughs> The police stepped away because there was more homicides going on. On March 3rd, the case popped back in newspapers when Ronald's funeral was announced. The funeral director received an odd phone call. Oh, yeah? Where the caller asked for the service to be delayed so that they could send money to pay for the funeral and the burial plot at Memorial Park Cemetery so that Ronald could be buried next to his sister. Wait! Nobody even knows who the fuck he is yet. Wait, what? But these people know who he is. (laughs) The funeral director told the caller he would have to inform the police about the call, and the caller was not really concerned with that. Mm. He then asked why. Uh, he, the funeral director then asked why Ronald was killed. The caller said Ronald was engaged and cheated on that woman, and that quote, "Cheaters usually get what's coming to them." Whoa! Then he hung up the phone. What the fuck? The funeral director postponed the service as per request, <laughs> and on March twenty third. An envelope arrived with $25, which would be $500 today. That's enough to get you buried back then? Yeah. Wow. We should have another Great Depression. Right here. It was enough to pay for the services. (laughs) (laughs) It's noted that the address on the envelope was written very neatly and perfectly, like they they used a ruler to get all the lettering. So nobody could ever figure out who did it. Oh, that's interesting. The money was wrapped in newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, a local florist who also received a call received two envelopes containing each containing $5 for an arrangement of 13 roses. There was also a card for the flower arrangement that said, Love for rather, uh, Love for Flair. Love Flan. Love Forever Louise. Now, at the funeral, only the minister and police detectives attended. Some of the detectives, pallbearers, they also, though, had some 
dressed as grave diggers who stayed for a few days watching the gravesite mm. to see if these people would come and like pay respects. Several days later, the newspaper received a call letting them know that their story about Ronald receiving a pauper's burial was incorrect and that he received a proper funeral and told them that the funeral parlor and florist could confirm this. They asked who she was, and she said, never mind, I know what I'm talking about. Then when they asked so was a woman this what she meant by that, she just said, he got into a jam and hung up the phone. So they wanted to ensure that he got a good burial. Maybe she's the lover. Mm, maybe. Like she, or the one he was supposed to get married one to. One of the theories rather, makes me think that I... Come on, This honey. happening yep. kind of makes one of the theories to me seem more realistic. Okay, sure. Well, There's let's only really one theory. Let's continue through <laughs> and then we'll discuss the theory at the end of it. Several days later, I did that. Eventually, <laughs> the images <laughs> of Ronald... <laughs> had begun hitting papers around the country in hopes of identifying him. A friend of a woman by the name of Ruby Ogletree brought her a magazine showing her the images and said it looked like a, a lot like her son. She called the detectives and was able to verify details of the body, including how he received the, head, the scar on his head, and he was finally identified as Artemis Ogletree. That's a fucking sweet... Hold on. And it's spelled with an E. What part? Artemis. Oh, Okay. Oh, really? That's interesting. What are you looking up? Nothing. I'm writing it down for my next D&D character. Oh, Artemis Ogletree? <laughs> uh, Artemis Ogletree. It's O-G-L-E tree. Can I see it? Where? Artemis Ogletree. Oh, that's such a cool name. Oh, my God. I'm fucking using that as a fucking... Now that they knew who uh, they knew who he was, because obviously his mother could... Identify him. Yeah. She stated that she hadn't seen her son for some time after he left to hitchhike around California. After identifying his body, she was still receiving typed letters supposedly from him, which raised suspicions. Really now? It also raised suspicions because her son didn't know how to type. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would. Yeah. Um, and the letters were all typed. The first letter was postmarked from Chicago and arrived early in 1935. Another arrived in May saying he was headed to Europe. Then a third saying his ship was leaving. She eventually received a phone call from a strange man saying that Artemis had saved his life in a fight, but he was unable to call because he was now living in Cairo, Egypt, and was married to a wealthy woman and was doing well. Because Cairo didn't have phones. She, sm she spoke with this man for around 30 minutes and said he spoke erratically, but he did have knowledge of Artemis that no, he no, shouldn't no. have had. It's Arabically. No, this guy wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he had knowledge he shouldn't have had unless he did New actually know Artemis. Artemis. Yeah. Uh, the case is Ooh, still unsolved. Fuck, such a good name. The I'm sorry, I'm going to be caught up with that for a little bit. The case is still unsolved. They had some leads they thought may have led to something when a man was arrested in New York City in 1937 for murdering another man he shared a room with. He actually killed the man, put him in a trunk, and then tried to have the trunk shipped to Memphis. What the fuck? Through handwriting analysis, <laughs> they were able to match this man's handwriting to some of the letters that were sent to Artemis' mother. That's, Even though some, you know, most were typed. Yeah. But before the typed ones were arriving, I believe she was getting handwritten ones. So maybe Artemis didn't know how to write and he was relaying it to this guy. It's possible. Yeah. He was never tried for the murder, though, and the case was looked at every few years up into the 50s, but there was never any new evidence and it eventually went cold. 
Um, one article did mention that Artemis was identified through his fingerprints and didn't mention his mother. Hmm. So I'm curious. Kind of confused me. How? Because they I, did say he they, he sent. Uh, I didn't put it in here, but they did say they sent his fingerprints off to the FBI. But my question is how 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 large is their fingerprint database at that point? Uh, they said it was new breakthrough d- fingerprint technology at the time. Right, right, but like. But yeah, the database wouldn't have been very big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very it's so maybe very weird that maybe he was had. eventually re-identified, like verified as being him through the fingerprints, but mayhaps. Um, okay, that's interesting. The most common theory is that he was caught up in organized crime and was killed for something related to that, and the use of the name Don all the time. That is generally like a mafia boss type. Yeah, and. Like I was saying earlier, I can kind of see that because they always had like a respect thing too. So they would have made sure he got buried properly. But it was a woman. A man the first time. Oh, it was A man called and set time. up the arrangements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman called to correct the paper to say that it wasn't That's a pauper's grave. He was properly buried. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they had but, the respect thing. But aren't most mafia hits like... It might not have been like an, a hit hit. It could just he did something wrong. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most things are like, if you did something wrong, they'll do a specific type of thing. Yeah, could have been like. But that's that's also the romanticizing yeah. of like the mafia. But there's also just... the the idea like you know the they respected mothers. Yeah. So they might have been keeping the letters going so the mother wouldn't be upset. I mm, I don't know because so, I think it would have made more sense for them to uh, contact the mother and be like, here's some money. Your son's now gone. Maybe. I don't know. But it kind of fits with the it, Yeah, both do kind of fit with that idea. But yeah, that's the whole story of uh, Artemis Ogletree or Ronald T. Owen. But Artemis Ogletree sounds so much cooler. Or, I can't find his other name. <laughs> Eugene something. Yeah, Eugene T. something or other. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Eugene K. Scott. K. Scott. Artemis Ogletree. Yeah. It's a really good name. That's an interesting story. And now I have to make a character based off of that name. I don't, I don't even know. With Heelys. Yeah. <laughs> in his combat boots. Yep. Yeah. Heelys in his combat boots. Um, so, now that you're done. Yeah, I mean, that. I was going to say that we should discuss on like what, what could have happened, but there's no real... There's no could have. You know what happened. I meant like the reason why it happened. Oh, and there was other, there were really no other theories. It's just the main well, the thing. was there... organized crime. And the money showed up like wrapped in newspaper yeah. and shit. But the thing is, there was also the statement of he cheated, uh, he was engaged and he cheated and cheaters get what they deserve. He could That's have been, a weird statement. He could have been engaged to someone in the mafia. Th- th- that's what I think. Like a daughter yeah, or yeah. something and then he cheated on her so they killed him. Yeah. But it's not like one of those super things where you're going to get a total hit taken out on you. It was more of like a slap in the face you did to their family, as opposed yeah. to like really fucking them up. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. It's very. It's very. It's weird. It is weird. It's intriguing. I don't know. I don't really know much about like. Uh, and fuck that hotel, in particular. I mean, fucking locks that only lock from the outside. Yeah. What? It's weird. What? That just doesn't make any fucking sense. I could see them only locking from the inside. That yeah. would make sense. Yeah. Only, only locking, locking from, from the, the outside makes sense. Fucking weird. I'm going to go to bed now. Can you come lock my door so nobody kills me in my sleep? And hope to God they don't have any keys. Yeah. Or if somebody breaks into my or window. Lock pick, or lockpick. Yeah, if somebody breaks into my window, then there's nowhere for me to run. 
I mean, it's just, what happens if you wake up early and you got somewhere to be? Do you get to call downstairs and go, hey, let me out, please? What if your sink's overfilling and it's flooding the whole room and you're gonna drown and you can't open the fucking door? <laughs> yes, that's how that works. Well, that's only if somebody locks you in. Yes, exactly. Because mm-hmm. when See, you get locked, lock when you lock, when you're locked in, it creates a um, like a hermetic seal yes. on the door. But you, the thing you said too, like they have to get somewhere in time. Well, it's only if someone locks the door. Yes, <laughs> he can come and go as he pleases. Awesome. But who the fuck was locking him in all these times? The mob. <laughs> so he couldn't leave. It's just a weird. It is a, it's weird, a weird case. It is a very weird case. And uh, it's a little. It, I wouldn't say it's lighthearted because the guy still got murdered, but it's l- more lighthearted than the last one I did. It's goofy. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. It's not as intense as the last yeah. one I did. It's, that's the term. I it's unfortunate use. the guy had that happen to him, but at the same time, it's like a lot of really weird things. There's happened. a picture of him. Yeah. And he Before looks or after. like he looks like, um. Shit! What was his name? I don't know. We talked about this last week. The Munsters. Eddie Munster. He looks like the kid. Oh. Does he? With yes, the widow's peak and all? I'll show you his picture. You should, you'll show me the picture. I'll put it up on Instagram too, okay. obviously. I mean, I hope so. Uh, it's just me and, and, and your buddy, Todd. Or no, who who likes our Instagram a lot? It's me and... Uh, Theodore? Is that what he keeps Ed? Ed, yes. Is Theodore his name? Trash Cannington? Yeah, 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 that's him. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> he sure does. Oh, that's real funky. He, that's a that's a pretty striking widow's peak there. Oh my god. Oh boy. Well He never the, got totally dedicated into making paintbrushes. He just took off some. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes. I thought you were saying that there was a very specific person that did paintbrushes. There's a movie I saw when I was a kid. I that uh-huh. a kid's hair made magic paintbrushes. What? It was called like the peanut butter conspiracy or what? He you was, know, there's a lot of really. He weird was trying to grow name. his hair back by like this recipe someone gave him where he put like dead flies and peanut butter and <laughs> smeared it on his head. What? And his hair just kept growing and growing and growing and like they were stealing his hair to make magic paintbrushes that could make doorways to other places. I gotta find the fucking movie now. It sounds like a fever dream. No, it was a fucking real there movie. There was a lot of movies named really oddly. Like, there's a lot of anime movies. I'm gonna hold on. Let me see really if I can oddly. find this. Um, because I remember watching Appleseed Crisis, which is a weird name, but like if you watch the anime, you understand why it's called that. And then there's one called the, Bubblegum Crisis. The Peanut Butter Solution. It's a real movie? Yeah, I told you it was a real movie. Oh my god. Let me see if I can find the plot. <laughs> I think you lost the plot. No, okay, here it is. Uh, Go on. Um, I keep finding like plot summaries, but it's like multiple written. I don't know why. <laughs> there was no plot to that movie. No, it's that, just it's basically all what I said. conjecture and theories. Um, that's that's a movie that would be interesting to watch. A movie it's that a 6. has no 1 plot. out of ten. Really? Wow. I saw this when I was a little kid. It came out in eighty. 1985. Oh my god, I was right. Peanut butter is the secret ingredient for magic potions made by two friendly ghosts. <laughs> 11-year-old Michael loses all his hair when he gets a fright and uses the potion to get his hair back. What? He loses his hair because he gets scared? Yeah. Peanut, and then the next one says, peanut butter is the secret ingredient for magic potions made by two friendly ghosts, blah, blah, blah. He uses the hair, uh, but too much peanut butter causes things to get a bit hairy. 
This is the story about an 11-year-old boy <laughs> named Michael Baskin. His father, Billy Baskin, is a struggling artist and temporary sole caregiver of the children while his wife attends to the needs of her recently deceased father in Australia. Upon hearing the news, Michael does not know this yet, but his fearsome run-in with the ghost has given him a mysterious illness simply known as the fright. Michael wake up, wakes up the next morning to find out that the fright has made him lose all his hair. Peanut butter is a secret ingredient, secret ingredient recipe for magic potions made by two... They keep quoting each other. They keep yeah, saying one another thing. You know, from my but thing? I swear to like his father. It must have been his father that was taking his hair and making it into paintbrushes. That's weird. Did you? I know we've definitely read this story at some point. I don't think we ever covered it on the podcast. But whereas, like, um, man, it's, called, it's a hair raising comedy adventure. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Um, but like a man takes his family out in the middle of nowhere and like he he paints and he does art and like he's on hard times and like he keeps getting it's a story that actually it was like a ghost story I'm trying to remember it was on unexplained I'm pretty sure at one point Celine Dion's on the soundtrack hey that's cool here's a quote Sergio to a group of children he has kidnapped quiet or I'll put you in the net (laughs) (laughs) you know what (laughs) Kind of reminds me of Chitty this Chitty is exactly Chitty. what I think. Whenever I reminisce about old 80s movies, this one always comes to mind, yet no one else has ever seen it or remembers it. It doesn't exist. It's a fake. It's a lie. It's a movie that people say exists, but doesn't actually I love this movie. It was a little creepy, but funny too. My favorite part is when that one kid puts the peanut butter solution on his crotch and the hair grows out his pants. <gasps> oh my God! I've seen that scene! Have you? I've seen that scene. It's like, I'm pretty sure... They had a $2 million budget. I'm pretty... What? Canadian cash. So it's like five bucks. <laughs> $2 million? Uh, there was a JonTron episode, I'm pretty sure, about this. Was there? Yeah. I don't know if I... you know who JonTron is. Uh, he was a YouTuber. Yeah, okay. I remember the name. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the that's the quote... That's the video that everyone quotes where it was like, <laughs> Wait! listen to me you, you don't know what you're doing to me it's basically like playing that part and he's like I'm gonna get put on a list for watching this part <laughs> yeah I remember that when I was a kid and like nobody ever knows what the fuck I'm talking about so I kind of feel for that person who put that comment up there holy shit I'm gonna look for that John Tron episode after this I'm gonna look for this movie <laughs> yeah oh okay. my god well we'll cover my story real quick and then we'll we'll, we'll skedaddle skadoodle yeah my dick's always a noodle so we're going to be covering Wendigos. I did Skinwalkers last week. Now we're doing Wendigos because I done goofed up and I told somebody I was doing Wendigos when in actuality and I was doing Skinwalkers. They kicked your ass. And they, they were very upset. He's forgetting. They're like, you're an idiot. This is not a Wendigo. I'm like, ah, yes, I see. Um, she's very obsessed with Wendigos. Um, she threatens to put it in our campaign every time. Now, like, now you're just gonna have a Wendigo come in and kick the shit out of only your character. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Throw you in a bag of actually, holding and carry you I away. T- I, I don't know if I, t- I have a bag of holding actually right now too. See, this is, the Wendigo's gonna just fold steal, you up and stuff you yeah, in it and steal just my own bag. Run of off into the mountains with you. Um, did I ever? Did I tell you? And that then I'm... you'll be forcefully removed from the room and not be allowed to play again. <laughs> did I tell you I accidentally min max? If you're listening, shit. take note of this. I max I min max the shit out of my character by accident. Dang. Okay, what'd you do? I like I he does stupid amounts of damage. Oh. Like ridiculous. But he has no life points. No, he actually has a pretty decent constitution. So where's the the min come in? 
Nope, there is no min. It's oh, just pure okay. maxing. I thought you like like went one way would like too no, far one way would one thing and too no, far that, the other way. No, that's not what min maxing means. Okay. Min maxing just means you're choosing the optimal things to make you the guy the best. Ah, uh, you probably went online and just found like it a was good a, build. People do that, but it was unintentional. <laughs> um, I can hit for four thousand points, but I only have one life point. <laughs> it's a glass cannon at that point. That's what that's called. If um, I accidentally miss and hit the wall, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Just don't miss. There actually is a glass cannon build on uh, Pokemon where you get like a Pikachu's EVs to where like it hit really hard and it hit really fast. And if you uh, went first, you pretty much guaranteed to win because your Pikachu will always hit first. We used to play like Pokemon Stadium and stuff. And yeah. N64. And we pretty much beat the whole game with just Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy it's i'm surprised ash never managed to do it fucking piece of shit <laughs> did you see that did you see that video that came out from the open world pokemon game no what a guy throws the pokeball at a rock to summon pikachu Mm-mm. and he pops out of the the ball like dead because <laughs> he oh. threw the rock the pokeball too hard at the rock <laughs> <laughs> i have not i see it was like an actual thing from the game i saw the um i don't know if like it actually happens like you knock him out or it was just a glitch or something probably not um, but I saw a, di- a different video about the open world Pokemon game where somebody pulled out a gun and just started annihilating like Pokemon. No, that's a game someone's making. I know. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about <laughs> No, it about... wasn't that specific Yeah, game. someone's making a uh, Pokemon FPS where you hunt Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised it took this long. I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure there's been like like Someone else a got lot of unofficial things. tried doing a school shooting one on Steam and they got taken down. I wonder why. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah. Why do you think that would fucking go? Damn, that's insane. I don't know. Now you're like basically flagged. You can never post shit to Steam. You can make like the most amazing game. Wait, ever. but I can commit genocides on most games, and I can't shoot up a school. I don't know. That's kind of weird. That somebody would make it, not that they took it down. That somebody would make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, but that's what I'm saying. What if he like is like the next big fucking game creator, and he just fucked himself over because now nobody's gonna let him do anything. I don't know. He got to have like a pen name. Yander, <laughs> uh, fucking, what was it? Fucking high school Yandere maker guy. He made a lot of money and fucked himself over, but that, he fucked himself over for his own goddamn attitude. I don't know about that. Oh. Well, do you know the game Yandere Simulator? Yeah, I've heard of it, I believe. Yeah, it got really popular because like everybody played it when it first released. Like everybody, Markiplier, PewDiePie, all of them. Um, got really big and then like he had all these goals and then like he, he basically got so enthralled with like his popularity that he was, he went fucking insane. Like he was just like, fuck you guys. So he's like those, uh, that, those two brothers there, the one that went fucking crazy and was like in Suicide Forest and recorded the... Oh, Logan Paul? Yeah, he's like, we accidentally filmed it, but then you went all the way up the arm and around, and then you left uh, it in. <laughs> we didn't mean to do it. We just, but, you know, actually recorded it and then and didn't edit it, it out and then edited to where you actually saw it. No, we didn't mean to do yeah. that. I'm like, you fucking guys, trash. And yet they're still a big fucking thing for him. They're both very. popular. Well, I know his brother's like a boxer now. They're, bo- they're both very popular. But I thought still. the other one was still. I thought he just disappeared. No, That's both Logan. And the other one, I don't remember. Maybe you should visit the forest again. <laughs> Fuck up his career even further? Gotta hope. Well, I, I was implying, you know, not coming out of the forest. Oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. That's not visiting. That's staying. Yes. Why don't you go stay there? Why don't you go stay there? So I'm going to tell people now I don't want to mad at them. Anytime Just I, go stay in Okihara I, I really do, Okigahara. actually. Okihara. Okihara. You had it right the first time. 
when you were talking off camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you were talking off mic. Um, I want to, as, as crappy as it sounds, I really want to stay out in the Okigahara forest for like a night or two. I want you to, too. But like, only for a night. Oh. I, mean, I don't want to hang go. out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's not that kind of place. Um, no, it is that kind of a place. That's the problem. <laughs> I've seen a few YouTubers go to Okigahara. Uh, it's not very some, common. Some ghost hunting group went Yes. There. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like A lot of ghost hunters will go out there. Um, which I don't know if there is a lot of ghost hunt ghosts out there. I think there's just more like disturbed people out there. It's weird decorations. <laughs> These are the shoes. weirdest fucking. There's just shoes everywhere. These are the weirdest fucking Christmas trees I've ever seen. Oh no! <laughs> Did you finish the Legend of Vox Machina? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the sun to... tree. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was. I, I want more. They'll come out with more. Because it ended, like, so abruptly. Yeah, it ended on the Thordak arc. It just, like, the lady's like, Aha, you didn't do what you came to do. Or end. What? It ended with the dragons coming. I must have missed, like, the last couple minutes. But, like, they didn't take out the lady. She's dead. I gotta watch the last episode again. Oh my god! What lady are you talking about? The, uh, Delilah, the magic user. The Delilah. Yeah, they killed her husband. Yeah. They were about to kill her, then he stopped. Uh, yeah, and then the sister killed her. And then she was fighting, or he was fighting the demon. Yeah. And they got into a fight with a demon, and then she laughed, saying, "You didn't do what you came to do." Yeah. And then, then the, the sister, sister killed, killed her. Okay. Spoilers, by the way. Well, no, fuck that. It's not even spoilers. It's I mean, so the campaign's been out since like 2015. Yeah. And then, uh, what was the last thing I remember seeing? And then they go back to Th- Taldore. Hold on, I'm trying to remember the last thing I remember seeing. <laughs> the orb? No, I remember when the the, the silent one or whisper, whatever. The, the whispered called. one. Yeah, it came like he kind of faded in and out, and then the orb was there. Yeah. And they had to get away from the orb to use magic. Yeah. And then they killed Delilah. Well, he fought the demon. Yep. And then they killed Delilah. Yeah, I don't remember that part. And there was something it's, after that I remember. Literally after they he defeats the demon. Yeah, I don't. And then that. they go up to the surface where everybody's at, and they're like, "The sun tree's back." Yeah, I don't remember anything. And then they go through the sun tree to go back to Taldore to clear themselves from, you know, crimes. And then the and then um, Uriel. The king summons like all of the nobles and everybody of the city together because he has an announcement to make. He then announces to everybody like a great evil has befallen us and blah 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 and like I was supposed to be the one to protect you but my mind keeps getting corrupted because like in the in the campaign he keeps basically getting manipulated by a lot of people. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna step back. And so he renounces the throne and gives it to the council of Taldore, which is gonna be run by like a group of ten. I don't remember the number. Um, and then after in the campaign, after he makes that announcement, the Chroma Conclave comes and just fucking wrecks Taldore. But in the show, it just shows the dragons coming towards Taldore. Okay. And then it ends. Grog was fucking hilarious. Grog is a the great LC. character. 
What? There's no alien. Like, I will fucking kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later on, he yells it about something else too. Mm-hmm. And then they're running in a fight, and he gets like running into some fight, and he gets like seven arrows in his chest, and like, oh, you pissed him off. He's like, oh <laughs> shit. And his axe just goes. That massive axe was flying across the yeah. room. They went really gory with it, and I'm really glad they made that des- decision. I thought they were gonna make it PG. Not. No, people no. are like naked, getting fucked. Oh yeah, the very and first then, episode, yeah. the little uh, dwarf there is like, he's not a dwarf, he's a no. He's doing stuff to a girl in the bed. Yes, yeah, and then Grog's cutting people in half. I'm like, yes, this is what I wanted. I'm glad they made this decision. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how the Legend of Vox Machina ended. They actually made it back to Tampere and like talked with Uriel. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess you just like turned it off after. <laughs> You're like, aha! No, I might Percy have... is no longer crazy. I was watching it when I was like going to bed. So oh, okay. The last episode. Yeah. Now you know the term "no mercy, Percy." He fucked shit up, but that's only where the name began. The name stayed after that arc. I like when they throw the gun into the acid. Yes. And they look at the gnome like, "How'd you know it?" I was just a guess. It's about fifty-fifty. <laughs> Um, in the campaign, it was pretty funny, too. Um, Scanlan was like, do you trust me, Percy? And Percy was like, not particularly. <laughs> but he gives him the gun, and he fucking throws it in the acid. And he's like... It, it basically does the same meltdown. He's like, oh, my God! Do you know how long it takes to make that? God, the time and effort just wasted! Um... Oh, what was another scene that I liked? Oh, the, campaign, the, campaign one. The nut tap game they play? Yes. The guy's just walking out with, like, a piece of bread in his mouth and his breakfast and he, like, uh, Grog punches him in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> then he punches him and he's like, he gives him like three points or something. Yeah. And someone's like, wait, but weren't you just at this? And the little gnome was like, it's, oh, what the fuck did he say? It's got like very intricate rules and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Um, campaign, everybody loves campaign two and their people are loving campaign three, but campaign one is just so I just never went to it because I don't have 400 hours of time. Iconic. Yeah. Since it's like four hours an episode and they have like 100 episodes. 105 episodes. Yeah, yeah. I don't have 400 extra hours of Maybe life. Maybe 115 right episodes. I can't remember. I think Campaign 2 is 100. So I started at 2. Um, <laughs> are you keeping up with Campaign 3? I never even got there. I said I went to audiobooks. Oh my God. Anyway, story. Oh yeah, that's what we're here for. I thought we were just here to talk about Critical Role some more. I know way too much. <laughs> we don't need to talk about them, they're famous. Yeah, but we can just, you know, mooch off their face. Yeah, right. Um, and be like, hey, welcome to the official Fox Machina podcast where we only talk about Campaign 1. Or Fox Machina. We don't talk about them. That Did you know I have a, uh, uh, the 100th episode special poster? Yes. Did you know people are selling that for like $2,000 now? Yes. Yes. You told uh, me. No, it, it went up oh. since last time I talked about it. Still wild. I would never buy it for that. Yeah. I'm going to pee my pants if we don't get through this story. <laughs> For the so, so we're going to be talking about Wendigos in the Minnesota, North Dakota. Oh, I almost said North Dakota. In the Minnesota, North Woods, the forest of the Great Lake region and the central region of Canada are said to live a malevolent being called a Wendigo, also spelled Wendigo. Called the Canadian. I don't know why I said also spelled as Wendigo. You can't see how I spelt it, so it's redundant. This creature may appear as a monster with some human characteristics or as a spirit who has, been, who has possessed a human being that made them monstrous. It's really hot in here. I'm sweating. I'm wearing a big ass hoodie. It is historically associated with cannibalism, murder, uh, 
insatiable greed and the culture taboos against such behaviors. Known by several names, Wendigo, Wintigo, Wittico, and Weetigo. Weetigo? W- uh, yeah, W-E-E-T-E-E-G-O. That's a weird one. Yeah, Weetigo. Each roughly translate to the evil spirit that devours mankind. This creature has long been known amongst... Not just people. No, mankind. In one bite. Yep. All of mankind. On a PB&J. Ooh. That's pretty good. Mayonnaise and peanut butter. <laughs> just make sure you don't drop in your lap. You might get pregnant. What? That's a weird one. Mammal sauce. Mayonnaise. Uh, yes, I see. This creature has long been known amongst the... I'm going to fuck up all these tribes' names, and I do apologize. you got to stop doing these stories. I'll go Quien. You always do stories that are words you don't, you can't pronounce. I can't help it. Everything's mainly not. We, you gotta stick to single-syllable uh, words. Eastern Cree, Salutiax, West Main Swampy Cree. Salutiax. All they do is salute and salute. Mm-hmm. Nescapi, Inu, the Inu people, like Inuits, um, which are Canadian, I believe. Canadians. No, actually, aren't Inuits in Alaska? I believe so. They're that guy. Aren't the Eskimos Inuits? Yes. They have been described. They have described them as giants, many times larger than a human being. I although, dropped my paintbrush. I heard. <laughs> although descriptions can vary somewhat, common to all of these cultures is the view that the Wendigos is a malevolent, cannibalistic supernatural being strongly associated with winter and the north, and coldness. Famine and starvation. He's an icy Bigfoot. Actually, it's funny because there are descriptions that are very, very similar to a, a, a Yeti. He's an icy Bigfoot. Even though there's... Okay, so there are some descriptions where it's like, oh, it's just a very deformed man. Other ones like, oh, no, it's 16 feet tall, very hairy. So they actually do compare him to a Yeti in some parts? I don't know if they directly compare it to a Yeti, but the way they... Yeah, I'll just read you. Um... The Alakuian legends describe, I'm sure I got that wrong, by the way, describe the creature as a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is a skeleton and deformed with uh, missing lips and toes. The oh, fucking frostbite. Ojibwa <laughs> describe it. It was a large creature as tall as a tree with lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss. Its footprints full of blood and its and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory, and those were the lucky ones. Okay. Sometimes the Wendigo would choose to possess the person instead, and the luckless inv- individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasted upon their flesh. They're in Supernatural. They, there is one in Supernatural. But? In the first season, I believe. Question. Yes. OG Bois? Is that one word? Or is it like the OG Bois? <laughs> It's Ajibwa, I guess. Okay. Would well, be. I don't know if it was like OG, o- the original gangster. <laughs> okay. It's OJ. Clarifying. O-J-I-B-W-A. Ojibwa. I would p- probably pronounce it Ajiba. Either way. Um, as long as it's not GIF, we're okay. Fuck you. I'm fucking Vito. Someone that. said that at the goddamn bird thing. Oh what bird thing? That your father. Oh, that yes, 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 yes. Someone they called said it a GIF. GIF. Yes. That's stupid. It is. I hate people who argue well the creator said it was GIF. Like okay. the creator's fucking, it's fucking trolling you. Alright? What does GIF stand for? Graphical? Yeah. 
graphical yeah. GIF. Exactly. Not GIF. This isn't. It's not Jaffical. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> According to legends, a Wendigo is created whenever a human restores, uh, resorts to cannibalism to survive. In the past, this occurred more often when Indians. I don't know why I put in Indians. It stands for Jeff's Interchangeable Indian. Format. <laughs> Funny thing is I've and it got Jeff. mispronounced as G-E-O-F-F, I, and then he had to correct it. You to say that, but I've seen people spell their name like that. I know. Oh, okay. That's why I was saying it's oh, okay. in the form of Jeff. That's why people thought it was GIF, but his real name is Jeff, J-E-F-F, so it's GIF. I don't know why I wrote Indians instead of Native Americans. And Indians. I hate the term Indian. I've told, I've, I've talked to you about this, I'm sure. I know, that's what, that's why I dubbed it Canindians to piss you off. Canindians. I'm not going to get into that whole reason why I don't like the term Indian because it's stupid. Anyways, um, more often when Native Americans and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snow and ice of the northern woods, sometimes stra uh, stranded for days, any survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalism, uh, to cannibalize the dead to survive. Other versions of the legend cite that humans who display extreme greed, gluttony, and excess might also be possessed by the Wendigo. Are you thus, looking at my ah? <laughs> <laughs> thus, the myths served as methods of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Yes. Um, if you're going to get involved in cannibalism, it's all about moderation. Did you ever read about that um, was it the soccer team that was stranded for a long period of time? I saw the movie. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, I think it's called Alive. Probably, but like they were stranded there, and like they uh, they ate each other's butts. Not each other's. They ate the dead, dead people's, people's butts. Well, that would be each other technically. Yeah, but the way you make it sound like is like they, they yeah, were they weren't sharing. That they weren't sitting there cutting pieces of each other. Yeah, they're they're eating. The they dead started with the butt, butt because they thought it'd be. Well, it is. No, but they also did it so it was like less work. Blasphemous. I don't know. I, is, would that be less? As opposed to eating their face first, yeah, or, or it their, seems like or their leg. I think they or their more. Arm, I think they thought it'd their... be more respectable. Maybe they started know. with the butt first. I do know they started with the butt first. Either way, that's not my point. That, that they did that. Um, they were worried because they were Spanish, right, or Italian. I don't remember. I think I, Italian. W one of the two. Um, they're very religious, and in the religion, if you commit any kind of cannibalism, they say your soul's automatically going to hell. It's just weird. The they Pope came out specifically and 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 forgave them of those crimes because it of was the survival. Of, yeah, exactly. Um, but the weirdest thing, though, is like that he came out himself. No, it was like they just started eating each other after like five minutes, and they only stuck there for like a day. <laughs> they were there for a day, and they just you know, started eating each and other. And one it's of the guys wild. went to go piss behind a tree, and he saw the fucking resort behind them. Also, I can't ever talk about cannibalism without thinking of Cannibal the Musical. I know, I ruined it for you. I know. You have. It's a fucking amazing movie. It's a great movie. Um, That's why he's said, you're looking at my ah! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that movie. Fucking Christ. That's where the... Remember, remember I told you that whenever I hear someone talk about the snowman song, Let's Build a Snowman, I go straight to Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. <laughs> it was out first. They have the snowman song. That's it. It's the official one. Uh, Native American versions of this creature's uh, spoke of a gigantic spirit over 15 feet tall that had once been human but had been transformed into a creature by magic. Though all of the descriptions of the creature vary slightly, the Wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes, long yellow fangs, terrible claws, and overly long tongues. Because, you know, that's hot. Sometimes oh, they are <laughs> described as having sallow, 
yellowish skin. Tongues, like plural, they had more than one tongue? Or it does, yeah, yeah, tongues. Huh. It can make it hard to cannibalize people if you have too many tongues in your mouth. Or it makes it easier. Unless you have tongues coming from other places. Hell yeah, from your dick. From his butt. He, tastes, <laughs> he gets to taste everything he eats twice. Often, they, and other times, they are covered with matted hair. These creatures are said to have several skills and powers, including stealth. Which does that does that fall under skills? Or I'm powers? just curious how something that's a story and a half tall could be very stealthy. <laughs> it is a near perfect hunter. <laughs> Known, uh, knows, and At uses 15 every... foot, he stealthily walks through the forest. He's a big fucking tree. What do you want? It th- I saw that big fucking tree moving. Yeah. Maybe knows and uses every inches of its territory. I'm going to say it was a Wendigo from now on instead of a Bigfoot. Yeah. I, mean, I don't shit. know what the fuck it was, so. And can control the weather through dark magic. They also portray... As... <laughs> They're also portrayed as uh, simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation when it goes they're sitting what so does it look a fat skinny person does it look like an ethiopian kid no Woo! i was trying not to say it i was trying this is the one where we get canceled you're making fun of Ethiopian kids. I'm not I making fun about, of them. I talked about but when you get myself. starving, you get a blow to the belly. I know. So that's I'm wondering if that's the look, making it easier to visualize for people. I'm painting a vivid picture here. Wendigos are said to be a curse to wander right. the land eternally, seeking to fulfill their very uh, voracious. Oh my God, voracious. voracious. I know what it is. All right, you just fucked me up with the thing. Uh, appetite for human flesh, and if there is nothing left to eat, it starves to death. Except for it doesn't, it doesn't die. The legends lends its name to a disputed modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. Some psychiatrist, and, I don't know. Why I'm reading like this. Now. I don't know why you're reading super quiet. <clears throat> I'm re- I'm reading into the mic. That's why. Oh. Yeah. You trying to do some ASMR shit? Yes. Knock that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that whole episode got cut where we were talking about doing You're anti right. ASMR. We didn't even talk about it. We were gonna do, we talked about the episode that didn't record probably. We talked about doing anti ASMR where like it's just like nails on chalkboards and shit that gets you all fucking forks on plates. Yeah, just... yeah. Just instead of relaxing, it's just gonna fucking put you on edge. It's like when you're getting ready to go cannibalize someone or fight, you just throw on some anti ASMR <laughs> and you're fucking ready to kill someone. This baby's crying full volume where your speakers it's like distorting. Try to think of other very annoying sounds. Dogs barking. Fuck dogs. But not like fuck dogs, you know what I mean? Some psychiatrists consider it. I was wondering why your brain went there first. Some psychiatrists consider it a syndrome that creates an intense Some psychiatrists consider it Oh my god, don't start with me. I'm not gonna fuck my dog, nor have I ever anymore. Nor have I. Now that you've called me out, nor have I ever. Some psychiatrists consider it a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh, and fear of becoming a cannibal. Ironically, the psychosis occurs when people live around. I don't know if that's ironic, but I wrote it as ironically. Um, We can write to that singer and ask her. She's well versed in irony. This what? That isn't, I, isn't, I, isn't it ironic song? 
or that Canadian singer. I can't think of her name right now. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> like none of it's ironic <clears throat> in her song. Oh, really? Yeah. That is the pinnacle of irony right what there. What the fuck is her name? Uh, she also played God in like what? Jay and Silent Bob movie. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Oh, fuck. Huh. Well, you look that name? up. I'll keep reading. Um, ironically, the psychosis occurs with people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods of time. Alanis Morissette. The, I don't know who that is. The Wait. I think I do know who that is. I'll let you hear the song afterwards. Okay, thank you. I don't want to pay royalties. It's Canadian royalties, so it's like, what, a few cents? Uh, the initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, vomiting. Uh, subsequent, subsequently, the individual develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. People who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as being edible. At the same time, they have extra... Nope. They have an... What? I, I wrote this word. Did I write this word incorrectly? Probably. <laughs> well, let me see the fucking word. I For some reason, I can't read this Point word. Point out the big scary word for me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck word is it? I don't know why I can't read that. Exaggerated? Yeah, but I don't know why I can't read that. I know the word exaggerated. It just looks <laughs> weird to me. It looks like eggs. No, that's E-G-G-S. I know how eggs is spelled. Well, you apparently don't know how to say Wendigo. What do you mean? I was going to make a joke about how you won't mind running into a Wendigo, because that's what you keep saying. It's but a Wendigo. Wendigo I'd want to avoid. It's a Wendigo. 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 Wen. W-I-N. W-I-N-D-I-G-O. Wen. It's both. Wen. Wind. Well, you might as well pick one of the other ones, too, then, yeah. if you want. Okay. Wee-T-Go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a fear of becoming cannibals. I, I'm sorry. The Dead most, silence. <laughs> they have a fear of becoming cannibals. I had to, I had to find where to start. That's the, that's the most it. common the response when a person. Yep, that's <laughs> that's the best place. The most common response when a person shows signs of uh, Wetigo psychosis was cure, uh, curing attempts by traditional native healers. In past cases, if the attempt failed and the possession and the possessed person began to threaten the those around them, why are you threatening me? Now switch it to Yeti to drive your DM nuts. <laughs> Shit, you right. Stop calling him when he was called Yeti. Sweet he goes. Uh, threaten those around them or to act violently or antisocial, they were executed. There have been reports regarding this psychosis d- dating back hundreds of years. A... 1661 uh, Juicy Reynolds. Re, re, nope. How do I say this name? Juicy Couture. Whoa. Relations. Doesn't matter. Somebody started, stated. Oh my God. I can't read now. I was doing so good except for Wendigo. Yeti. What caused us greater concern was intelligence that met us upon the entering the lake. We don't have that. Namely, that the men. <laughs> you started like a truck trying to start up. Departed by our. 
Oh, something's in the boom. water. I just kind of want to skip over this part now. I don't know why. <laughs> I just kind of want to go join the mounds of dirt in my backyard. Uh, fuck, where was I actually at? Nope. That men. Oh, that's not where I left off. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another document case occurred in 1878. Yes, another document case. Another documented case occurred in 1878 when a Plains Creed trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner suffered one of those worst cases known. Swift Runner was a trader with the Hudson Bay Company who was married. Yes. Artemis Swift Runner Ogletree. Who was married and the father have six children. In 1875, he served as a guide for Northwest Mounted Police. During the winter of 1878 to 1879, Swift Runner and his family were starving, along with numerous other Cree families. His eldest son was the first to die of starvation, and at at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to Wendigo psychosis through the... I'm sorry. Yeti Yeti psychosis. psychosis. Yeti psychosis. uh, Though emergency food supplies were available to Hudson Bay Company's post some 25 miles away, he did not attempt to travel there. Instead, he killed the remaining members of his family and consumed them. Consumed them. <laughs> sued them. He sued them. Yeah. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. A Yeti allegedly made several appearances near uh, Rosiu in North Minnesota, I don't know how to pronounce it, fuck you, uh, for the late 1800s through the 1920s. Each time it was reported, an unexplained death followed, and finally, it was never seen again. Another well-known case involving Yeti psychosis was that of Jack Fitter, Fiddler, I'm sorry, an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating the Wendigos. I'm sorry, defeating the Yetis. Yes, the Yetis. Um, Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Yetis during his lifetime. Damn. I know, right? Some of these creatures were said to have been sent by his enemies, by enemy shamans specifically. Why, why do I know this part? And, uh, what? And, <laughs> and other members of his band who had been taken with the insatiable, incurable desire to eat human flesh. No, I know that part of the story. Do you really? Yeah. In the later cases, family members usually ask Fiddler to kill a very sick loved one before they turn into a Yeti. Fiddler's brother, Peter... You sound... You look like you're thinking really hard. Peter Follett was killed after turning into a Yeti when the food ran out and on a trading expedition, Hudson Bay Company traders, the Cree, what? That jumped. When the food ran out on a trading expedition, Hudson Bay Company traders, the Cree, with the Cree, the missionaries knew that when that Yeti's legend through the, whoa. <laughs> Did I do this? Did I like have a fucking stroke while typing this out? Fiddler killed a uh, Fiddler's brother Peter Follett was killed after turning into a Yeti when the food ran out on a trading expedition I think this is where I did I was supposed to do a full stop and then start on another thing Hudson Bay Company traders the Cree and the missionaries knew the Yeti legends through 
though they often explained it as a mental illness or superstition. Regardless, several incidents of people turning into yetis and eating human flesh are documented in the company's history. I just didn't punctuate right here. That's what fucked me up. Yeah. They keep turning into yetis and eating Wendigo flesh. Yeah. Crazy. In 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder. Jack committed suicide immediately, but Joseph was tired and sentenced to... Yeah, it literally says... They didn't know what the sentencing was. You're under arrest. Boom! Dead. (laughs) Joseph Um, was tired. You just had the $10 fine, dude. (laughs) Joseph... Yeah, that would be fucking... (laughs) Funny you should mention that. Joseph was tired and sentenced to uh, life in prison. He ultimately was granted pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. Yeah. Amongst the, oh fuck, I'm gonna fuck this name. Amongst among the Asin Iboin. Boin. You're just making shit up now. A S S I N I B O I N E, Asin Iboin. Obayin, Asin Obayin. I don't know. And the Cree and the Ujibwe. <laughs> and this, I'm sorry, just. They often put on satirical dances um, to remind themselves of the Wendigo taboos and to reinforce Yeti stereotypes. Yeti stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The f- frequency of Yeti psychosis cases decreased sharply in the two thousand, uh, the twentieth century, the two thousand century. Yeah, be really impressive. <laughs> sharply in the twentieth century, as Native Americans came into greater and greater contact with Western ideologies. However, Yeti's creature sightings are still reported, especially in northern Ontario, near the cave of the Yeti. Wow. And, yeah. No <laughs> surprise. <laughs> and around the Kenora, where the traders have allegedly spotted it. Trackers, trappers, for decades, many still believe that the Yeti roams the woods and... Ooh. And the, what is that? The weirdest thing I heard is when a scene around the Kenora, is what you said? Um, when, like the main sighting places? Yes. They're always wearing Kenora. fedoras, carrying menorahs. Fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, they're still, they're still this in the... This is the worst Yeti to see. It wasn't still, a fedora. Oh my God. You know he's an asshole. Fucking a Yeti in Kenora with a fedora. He also has a menorah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else that rhymes with it. Nope, can't no. think of any. Anyways, they're still seen in the forest uh, next to Minnesota and Canada. Many have given Kenora, Ontario, and Ca- uh, Ontario, Canada the title of Yeti Capital of the World. Sightings of the creatures in this area have continued well into the new millennium. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, again, with a, I'm going to say the same thing about this story as I did about the Skinwalker one. All that I can find is based on, like, articles on. I mean, honestly, the internet. When we were researching this, all we could find was like Yeti and Bigfoot lore, so we just kind of tweaked it slightly. a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. Add cannibalism because it's the same thing. So, yeah, we just know. added cannibalism. That's yeah. how it happened. We were watching Cannibal the Musical while we were writing this, and it yeah, just kind of leaked in. But yeah, 
all that I, all this knowledge is mainly based on articles and things I found on the interwebs. Whether it is true or not, I don't know. I'm not uh, indigenous. Not a yeti expert. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying it was the yetis, but it was the yetis. 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 That's how it is sometimes, you know. One day you're a Wendigo or a Weetigo, and the other day you're a Yeti. But just in Canada and North America. The only difference is the frostbite of the lips and toes. Yeah, that's that's a funny thing. Every time they were depicted, it was like they have no lips and they have no toes. I'm like, why are you specifically looking at their feet, you fucking weirdo? (laughs) Looking at all the the erogenous places. Oh, my God. (laughs) The feet and the mouths. Oh no, he's not sexy. He doesn't have lips. Ah, god damn ah. it! Fuck. Go get me a Bigfoot. Get me a stink ape. Now you know I say that. However, it doesn't specifically say the lips on his face. There's girl yetis. There's girl yetis, <laughs> and they have no lips. Oh nay! <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, kids could listen to our podcast, and then no. other times I'm like, you know what? It's probably best they don't. We make some fucked up jokes sometimes. So that's 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 the end of my thing, and it's very different from yours. It is. What is your thoughts, concerns, comments? Would you like to add anything? Maybe some experiences of yourself. Have you ran into a yeti? No, just I think from the first episode. The big tree-like fucking thing that was moving in the woods, breaking yeah, tree limbs. That's, that's why I said I'm going to say it's a Wendigo from now on instead of a Bigfoot. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because it was really tall for a Bigfoot. We were talking about that. It seemed yeah. exceptionally tall. Maybe it was a Wendigo. Maybe it was a Wendigo. Yes. A Wendigo. Don't look at um, me like that. <laughs> don't look at me with those seductive eyes. <laughs> I was going to quote a song, but we've had enough. Yeah, have we? Uh, bad things in this episode. What are you talking Yeah. It's a song where they say sweet rapist eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, I just quoted. Wait, what's what's the band that sings about keeping a girl in the basement? Polka Dot Cadaver. Yeah, that's girl. what it was. That's the song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite songs. Oh, God. Not because of the content. It's just it's such a fucking dark yeah. song, and it sounds so, like, happy. Yeah. Look it up. It's what song? It's Polka Dot Cadaver. Or chloroform Girl. Chloroform Girl. That's what it was. And if you like Polka Dot Cadaver, oh, check out Dog Fashion Disco. No. And El Creepo. That's his other bands. No. And Knives Out. He has four bands. I know. We've talked about it before. El Creepo is really good, too. You showed me El Creepo. I'm pretty sure you showed me all of them. Yeah. Um, all of my like really obscure punk knowledge comes from you. I hope you know. <laughs> They're not really punk, though. All of my, I said punk knowledge. I didn't oh. say they were You know punk. what's funny? Is when Polka Dot Cadaver, every time a celebrity would die, they would add them to the cover pa- art of their Facebook page with polka dots on them. What a fucking dickhead. I love Like when it. Michael Jackson died, there was a picture of Michael Jackson with polka dots on his face. Of course it was. And, and they don't take any other ones. They didn't take any down. They just kept adding to it. Oh, oh, like just a lot. <laughs> yeah, it just of... became like a collage of dead celebrities with polka dots on their faces. Damn, 2020 must have been great for them. <laughs> A lot of really famous people died. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I did it last time. I did the intro. Okay. I'll and do you it. do the fucking outro. Well, fuck you then. Fuck. ASMR. If you don't do that. <laughs> Paintbrush on the microphone. What if I picked anything up? Hold on. Let me see. Barely. 
<laughs> if you would like to contact us or follow our social medias, our email is at arcanumobscurecast at gmail.com. I don't know why I said at first. I'm sorry. Arcanumobscurecast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at arcanumobscura. Our Instagram is arcanumobscurapodcast. Um, if you like us, leave a review, follow, share, all that fun jazz. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to promote? No, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you want to promote that? Yes. Okay. This uh, episode is de- dedicated to me peeing. This episode is dedicated to Christopher's pee. I hope you guys enjoyed and it. a letter too. Yep. Later. Bye. Bye.